It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marlene. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AN AM, Central Texas Christian Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. A big thanks to our producer today, Dave. Thank you, Dave. He is filling in for our good buddy, Gavin, who's with us almost every week. Um, Dave is filling in for him today. Um, just keep our our friend Gavin in your thoughts and prayers. He's had some family issues, and so we just want to keep him in our prayers. And big thanks to Dave. Oh, my goodness, ladies. Um, I am in studio with my amazing co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, as we talk about all things Mother's Day. Hello, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning, Coach Kerry. We had such a fun time last week talking about Mother's Day, kind of giving everyone a chance to look ahead a couple weeks and plan for Mother's Day. And so now it's tomorrow, literally, (laughs) you know, or for our friends who are listening at our new time, Sunday at 8 p.m., you think Mother's Day is not tomorrow. It was literally just today. So, okay, depending on when uh, you are tuning in and listening to the program, uh, either way, it is upon us. And so if it is Sunday at 8 p.m. and you are listening to this program and you forgot that it was Mother's Day today, it is not too late to call. And so we just encourage you to do that. But today we're going to build on last week's program. And now last week's program really talked a lot about reaching out to those moms who might be having a hard time this Mother's Day. Maybe um, they have lost a child. Maybe they're estranged from their mother or their child. Maybe they've lost their mom. Or maybe they're wanting children and not able to have children. So Mother's Day can be difficult for a lot of individuals. And if you miss that program, friends, I just encourage you to go back to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and listen to that program. Um, It's going to share just some really wonderful tips and ideas about how to reach out to those moms and just to love on them this Mother's Day. Um, But today's program, we're going to be talking about our moms Mm -hmm. and um, sharing some really great memories. And I love that I get to sit across from the marvelous Marlene McMichael (laughs) and hear about her amazing mom and all of the stories that she's going to share with us today. I want to go back and just reemphasize what you said about last week's program. You know, as Christians, I think we need to be very deliberate about our good works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can do those in a spur of the moment and they work, yeah. <laughs> you know, and somebody is really blessed from it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to really be deliberate. And I mm-hmm. think and it, this is important enough that if you've got someone in that cat- in one of those categories that Kathy just talked about, mm-hmm. whether it's they're hurting from loss of a child or they're hurting from loss of a parent or mother, um, Etc. Yes. Be deliberate and and plan it and and plan a blessing and because it's going to take some time because the Mother's Day cards go really fast at the store. But but be deliberate about and and thoughtful about what you do to bless that individual. You know, I like that. Sometimes in order to be a blessing, we have to plan a blessing. Right, we do to be a blessing. That's that's very true. Very seldom does that just happen spontaneously. That is right. Um, well, let me get to some key verses for today, friends. As we have finding Jesus in our everyday mom edition number two this week, Proverbs thirty-one verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. 
her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Wow. Wow. And just two verses later in in Proverbs 31, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. That's what we're going to be talking about today is our moms and all the work that their hands have done. The three of us, so blessed with amazing moms. And I know not everyone out there has had that, right? I have a friend, a good friend of ours, and um, he was not blessed with a great mom. Um, His mom kissed him goodnight when he was in the seventh grade and never came home. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so that's been a source of um, just, I don't know, over the years, just... It's been hard for him um, to not have a mom. Um, When he was younger, he longed for a relationship with her. um, But the only time that she would really ever contact him was whenever she needed something. Mm -hmm. And so that has continued well into his adult life for decades now. And it's just sad. Like, I'm sad for him. And so Mother's Day is a time for him to be able to honor his wife. But it's... Mother's Day is hard for him because he kind of missed out on having a mom. Um, And so I know that this day is not joyous for everyone, but we are going to bring you some stories of joy today um, because that's what we do. Uh, We try to look (laughs) on the bright side of things. You know, like Kathy said, um, our program last week was was really um, emotional in some ways as we talked about some really hard things. Um, but I've got some fun Mother's Day facts for you guys. <laughs> okay? <laughs> These are so fun. Did you know that more calls are made on Mother's Day than on any other day of the year? That is, I was surprised by that. That's kind of <laughs> cool. I love that. That makes my heart so happy. Right? Um, I I think that is um, amazing. We should call our moms on Mother's Day and, and carve out some time to sit down and chat with her. Okay. You know what else is the busiest day of the year? Tell us. I can't wait. Restaurants. Oh, yes. We got to save mom from cooking. 100%. percent. <laughs> 100%. Yes, um, I didn't. I I was like, well, that's of course that it's the busiest day of the year at restaurants is Mother's Day. Okay, so get I'm, your reservations in. Actually, you should have done that last week. Uh, <laughs> but hey, keep trying. So I want to know how did Mother's Day ever come into being? Because I think that is super interesting. Like, how? Why is it that this day is Mother's Day? Okay. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I did not know this until I, I researched this. The history of American Mother's Day starts with a peacemaker named Anne Jarvis. During and following the Civil War, Anne made an effort to foster friendship and community between mothers on both sides of the war. Oh, wow. Can you imagine this woman? I love this so much. So she started, she must have been Baptist. She started a committee. (laughs) I'm sorry. So she started a committee in 1868, which established the first glimmer of today's holiday, and she called it Mother's Friendship Day. Okay, so I love this. You're telling me that she 
went, she started to foster friendship and community between the North and the South, the moms on the North. Yes. And then I love that. So mm-hmm. she was a peacemaker. That's incredible. And, and a trendsetter. Yes. Because if you think about this, every single male that was between the ages of probably 14, maybe even a little younger, and able-bodied up into their 30s and 40s. And probably older. And probably older was going off to fight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes on opposite sides. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. people in the same family were on opposite sides and Mm -hmm. didn't know it. Mm. Absolutely. And how many of those men or boys came home? That was a bloody war. You know, I love that idea that it was moms supporting moms Mm -hmm. that brought about Mother's Day. I guess I always imagined it was some male politician that loved his mom and was devoted to her. And it's like, we need a Mother's Day because my mom is so awesome. But it was a mom reaching out to other moms that brought this day into being. I think that is such a deep message for us today. Well, and after it became um, commercialized, right, um, 1914, Woodrow Wilson signed Mother's Day into law. But even before that, the tradition from the late 1800s had continued and it had started being more about the candies and the chocolates, right? Mm-hmm. And Anne actually fought against this. She was like, no, this is not what this is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about moms supporting moms. Wow. And so I found that kind of interesting that too. Interesting. Um, and so that was her original vision. Okay. And that is frankly what kind of spurred me on to think about last week's program. Like, mm-hmm. How can we support other women during this this time? Because it is hard for a lot yes. of people. And so, and ladies, I'm telling you, nobody supports us like other women. I, I mean, we love our say, husbands. Nobody can understand. Yes. I mean, the, the guys, they're sweet, but they're they, sweet. they don't understand some of the emotional baggage that comes with loss yeah. and mm-hmm. and other things that women have to you know I, and like I, I said this last week but the scariest thing for a single mother or a single lady is that crisis moment uh, yeah. you know I, I you both know I had a car accident I literally asked the police officer five times you're not going to leave me are you you're not going to yeah. leave me are you because yeah. I didn't want to be stranded out on the road in the dark in the rain by myself right yeah. and right. um he kept telling me, no, ma'am, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> you know, this is something I love about about women is we realize we don't have to understand in order to help. And I think a lot of times the guys, they want to understand. They want it to make sense. Yeah. And yeah. To, to step in. And I think the reason that women get women is we know you don't have to understand to step in and help. Yeah. And that's already understanding. Do you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. Like we don't mm-hmm. require each other to make perfect sense in order to step into those gaps. <laughs> and that's, there's freedom in that. And all of our men listening are going, you are so right. We don't understand. <laughs> we don't get it. And, and men, we love you. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. And thank you for loving us because we are difficult sometimes. I will admit we are. We are complicated creatures. You guys are simple. We are complicated. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Um, but, yes. Okay, so here's my last fact about Mother's Day. And I, I, I can get one of the other holidays. All right, let me just tell you. Um, it's the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants. 
third highest selling. Third. Okay, so I would assume number one would be Valentine's That's what Day. I would think. I would, I would okay, agree. what's number two? I have no idea. I don't either. Unless it's Christmas with poinsettias or something. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But Easter lilies? Okay, that's on one of our to-do lists to figure out for next week's program, or we'll post it on social media. Go to our Instagram account at Love Talk yeah. and see if we can let you know what the second holiday is that has the most flower and plant sales. Yeah, so this is the third one. So okay. obviously Valentine's Day. Number so one, when was the finally official that it was Mother's Day? 1914. Woodrow Wilson signed um, Mother's Day into law. And so, yeah, I mean, this has been going on now a century. We're over a century into Mother's Day. And I don't know about y'all, but I enjoy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell my family, I don't care where we go eat. I really, I don't, I don't care what we do. We could literally do nothing today and that would make me incredibly happy. I just want to relax today. Yeah. I don't want to have to cook a dish. I don't want to have to clean a dish. I don't want to have to sweep. Just, I mean, just want to relax. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. Absolutely. So, um, that's, uh, you know, it'll it'll be different this year. You know, Mackenzie won't be home, and that's fine. That's all good. But I'm hoping that we'll get to see my mom that weekend as well. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, Mother's Day, it's just... It's, it brings us so many emotions. Um, so when we come back from break, ladies, we are going to talk about our moms, and we're going to share some stories about our wonderful mothers. Kathy, we had your mom on the program years ago. Mm, it has yes. been a long time ago. She's a family counselor and is amazing, brilliant. Um, Marlene, I want to hear some more stories about your, what did you didn't call her, you said a pistol? No. A force of nature. A force of nature. <laughs> your force of nature, Mom. And you didn't want to mess with her chicks, I'm telling you. Her her kiddos. Yes. 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 Right. Well, she grew up on a farm. You could be talking about actual chickens. And then my amazing mom, Vera, who is um, our number one fan, and I know that she is listening, so I can't wait to tell you some amazing stories about my mom as well. Friends, um, let me just remind you where you can find us. You can find us on uh, our archives, which is lovetalknetwork.com. And that's just a web page where you can go and you can find our archives in there. You can, of course, live stream us on thebridgeaustin.com, um, Facebook and Instagram at Love Talk Radio. And, of course, our podcast because Gavin and Kathy and Eric are amazing and they got us all up to date and we're now a podcast. And so you can listen to us anytime. Just go to Love Talk, all one word, on any podcast medium. You can pull us up right there. And you can download as many episodes as you would like. And, of course, we're now airing right here on The Bridge Austin on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. as well. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, Finding Jesus in Our Everyday, Mom Edition number two, right after this. You're here with the Love Ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader here with 
Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael here on Love Talk. And I also want to tell you about something new, friends. We now have an email. And I forgot to tell you about it in our first segment. But you can now email us. Maybe you don't like the Instagram or the Facebook, and that is just fine. But I know that almost all of you guys have email. And you can email us at Let's Talk at lovetalk.com. That's it. Let's talk at lovetalk.com. Send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Um, and tell us about who you are and what's going on in your world. We would love to hear from you. Let's talk at lovetalk.com. Okay, ladies. Marlene, last week you told us about your mom and how she made clothes for you. Y'all would go dress shopping and you would pick out the dress that you loved the most. Your mom would take a eagle eye to it, and then she'd go home, and she would sew it for you. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and so she cut corners in a lot of ways, but not on quality. But she was just an amazing seamstress, so it was something she could do, and she would do it. But she was also, you know, Boy Scout mom and mm-hmm. 4-H mom, and uh, she taught so many girls how to cook and sew, and because uh, that's what we did in 4-H. We didn't have animals mm-hmm. when I was growing up. But she was a farmer's uh, daughter and could make anything. She was uh, as far as food canning wise and one I remember one man said, you strike me as the type that if the cow died in the field, you'd just go out and butcher it. And she went, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> what, was your mom, what was your mom's name? Marie. Her Marie. Name, her name was Marie and she mm-hmm. gave me this very long name. Uh, my my maiden name was very long, and my middle name was very long, and then of course it was Marlene, and she said it was because her last name was Just J U S T, and so she says my name was so short I didn't want you to to um, have a short name, and so she, you know, we've said this before, but she was widowed three times, so at her funeral it was almost a laugh, comical, comical yeah. because she was Marie Just Sablatura Caffel. Banta. Yes. (laughs) She finally got her long name. She got her long name, and we would say it every time, and everybody would just (laughs) chuckle into the into their uh, shirt or whatever. But um, but yeah, she was quite a character. Um, She was also very artistic. Uh, She was a a painter and jewelry maker. The necklace I'm wearing was one that she made. What? And uh, she just uh, loved doing things with her hands and Mm -hmm. making, she could make furniture. My first coffee table was one she made. Oh, my. Um, she could do anything. I mean, and, and I can do almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember making uh, clothes for when I was expecting my daughter, and um, I'd get so frustrated with it. I'd just say, now, what do I do? And she says, oh, just give it here. And she would finish <laughs> it, which was my intent. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she sounds amazing. She was, and uh, she... She um, came to know the Lord after the death of her second husband and um, just uh, was on fire ever since and would pray longer and harder and more fervently than almost anybody I ever knew. And uh, so, you know, anybody in the family, Grandma, will you pray? And and she did. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kathy, tell us about your mom. 
Oh, my goodness. So my mom was raised Orthodox Jew, so in a family that you could not even say the name Jesus, an incredibly bright, bright child. And so she came to know the Lord. And um, after, you know, kind of getting disowned, as you are in in an Orthodox Jewish household. Okay, wait, when did she come to know the Lord? How old was she? Uh, When she was, I think it was 19, 18, 19. Okay. And uh, so she... There was just such an incredible change and provision in her life that after generations of Orthodox Jewish Judaism with, um, you know, I have a great, great, great grandfather who was chief rabbi in Vilna, Russia. And uh, my great, great grandmother escaped during the pogroms in Vilna and came to the United States. And so we'd had, you know, just generations of, of just Orthodox Judaism in our family. But after she came to know the Lord, um, her sisters and her mother and my great grandmother all came to know the Lord as well. So, so really neat story. And so, you know, mom always says, if you're talking to the Lord, you can talk to anyone about anything. And, um, and so she uh, has been a Christian counselor for the last gosh, over 28 years. She's 82. Now she is still counseling and she is smart as a whip really strong mind god has gifted her with just an incredible mind and um so you know she graduated summa cum laude with both of her degrees and a really great great woman she has always taught me transparency and accountability that you need to be um very willing to share whatever you're doing wherever you're doing it and if there's something you're not willing to share you probably shouldn't be there or you shouldn't be doing it (laughs) and um that you need to have other people in your life to hold you accountable to um what you profess what you believe you need to have people there holding you accountable accountable as well. You have to look for people to hold you accountable. And, um, and, you know, mom also is of the mind that you're never a victim. And so with all of her, her clients, you know, she always moves them from a place of a victimhood, if that's where they're coming from, to uh, really taking ownership and that it is never too late to begin making good choices and to change your life and that your life is first and foremost in God's hands, but it is in your hands, like he has placed choice right before you. And so I love it because you know, her mother was an alcoholic and actually tried to abort her. Mm. And the doctors were terrified that my mom was going to be born with horrific scars. And she wasn't. She was just born a beautiful little baby girl. And oh, wow. um, so, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that mom grew up with that she could have really just had a, a wasted, horrible life. So and the Orthodox Jew mom. Yes. Was an alcoholic. Yes. And tried to abort her own child. Mm -hmm. Because she got pregnant out of wedlock. Oh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, you know, it just mom has an incredible background, incredible history. And, you know, she was kind of chubby when she was a teenager. So she got put on speed, which back then they didn't know it was drugs. Dexatrim. Whatever whatever (laughs) it was to help her, you know, lose weight because everyone had to look perfect and be perfect. And so as a young adult, she found herself addicted to, um, you know, to these drugs. And so she tells me, you know, Kathy, she's able to help pretty much everyone, you know, coming from an abusive childhood and not knowing the Lord and being addicted to drugs at one point and being in an abusive first marriage where she was 
put on crutches and in a hospital and having to step out as a single mom, she says, I can help anyone because I can tell them I have been where you are and and uh you can get through this i'm telling you you can get through this and things will be better and you can have a bright brilliant future and so god has really just redeemed everything in her life and um so i don't know i've just she's always kind of grown i've grown up with her just knowing that no issue is too big you can you can get through anything with healthy communications Healthy relationships are a big value of ours, and she's taught me that if you're going to have a relationship, it should be a healthy one. So, Mm. yeah, she's Mm. an amazing woman. And her name? Sarah. Sarah Sue. Sarah Sarah Sue Teasdale. Teasdale. Wow. I have so many questions about that. So your mom ended up leading her mom to the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I mean, was her mom's, and how did she find out that her mom tried to abort her? Did her mom tell her? Yeah, her mom told her. She, at some point, she told her the whole story, and um, yeah, and you know, my grandmother, her mother was just a gorgeous, gorgeous redhead, and um, you know, came from a dysfunctional home, and made some really bad decisions, and um, you know, turned to alcohol, and uh, never quite got over the alcohol. Mm. You know, I think the resilience that she showed in in just getting out there to do it is amazing. I know in in my mom's situation, she never worked outside the home until my dad died, and mm-hmm. um, and then she remarried, and then he passed within three and a half years of their marriage, and so. She decided what she did after my dad died was key punch operator, which is the precursor for the computer, and she hated it. (laughs) It was not creative. It was nothing that she would – I mean, it wasn't creative, and that's her was her whole nature, and so Uh she just hated it. So she went back to college or went to college the first time after she lost her second husband. And And how old was she then? uh, She was probably early – 30s. Oh, no, okay. no, I'm sorry. Okay. Early 40s. Early 40s. Okay. And um, but she 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 went into the dental hygiene program, which mm-hmm. had a waiting list. And when she got on the waiting list and was accepted, she um, would pray over her tests, and the whole class would go, "There's Marie praying." Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, she graduated at the top of her class. Of course, she yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing she did was, my brother was very much. He was seven or eight years younger than I was. So he was very little when my dad was killed. Mm -hmm. And um, then he lost his second father. And Mm -hmm. um, so she would take car mechanic classes on the side so she could teach my little brother how to fix and repair automobiles. And then she got him a job in a hardware store after talking to the owner and saying, he has no father. Will you teach him everything you know? My younger brother can do anything mechanical. I mean, he has a, a degree, and he's an inventor and an entrepreneur, but he can fix anything. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and it's because, because of, of my mom. mom. Because of the mama. She That's also right. would go out 
wade fishing with him. <laughs> and, and he's a fisherman. And now he owns a fishing company. And so the the uh and he told all these some of the stories I didn't even know until her funeral. Um but he she would go out and just give him as much of a boy experience as she could with what she knew but she he says she would wade out into the laguna madre for a mile with him to fish i love that oh my goodness just get in there and do it just do it yeah yeah (laughs) wow that is awesome that is awesome you guys have some amazing amazing moms Um, as do you and i I know you have some good stories i do too i my mom is awesome um my mom um, grew up in East Texas, and she and my dad married young, and she never uh, finished college, and she worked, you know, kind of as a secretary. And then when I was growing up, she didn't work for a while, and then she, when she did go back to work, she um, went to work at our church. And she was the music minister's secretary as well as eventually the pastor's secretary. And so I remember vividly going up to church with her, um, you know, and she would put away music and put the new music into the folder for that week for the choir and all of that. And I just thought that was so fun. I mean, it was <laughs> so fun. I mean, organizing. Woo-hoo! And so um, mom would take us up there. And um, then she went to work at my high school. And she worked at Humble High School for um, for 24 years. And I tell y'all, this is my mom. To this day, my mom has been retired now. Like, goodness, at least 10 years, 12 years, I think. And I cannot go anywhere in my hometown without somebody stopping and going, Hey, Miss Pearson, it's so good to see you. And they love my mother. My mom is just a joy to be around. She, That um, is so true. She's yes. just a joy. And, okay, let me give you a an insight into my mom. Okay, so, y'all, I don't know why I am like this, but I have an absolutely terrible memory. I had an, an amazing childhood. It was relatively benign by by that I mean there was no trauma I mean I'm very very blessed okay and so I don't know why I don't have a good memory of things in my childhood and it has always baffled my parents because we did we did have a good childhood um so I don't remember vacations I don't remember people who came to visit our home I mean, it's bad, y'all. A few years before my dad passed, so this was probably seven or eight years ago, my parents were at my house, and we started talking about birthday parties. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing pictures in albums of birthday parties, right? And I'm blowing out candles, but I can't recall in my memory birthday parties that I haven't seen pictures of. (laughs) So I was like, well, did I have birthday parties and mom and dad were like oh my gosh carrie (laughs) you don't remember any of the birthday parties like y'all i know and my mom my mom looks at me and she goes do you remember the 16th on your 16th birthday we threw you a surprise party and i was like what (sighs) y'all i i know it's so bad what is wrong with me so this is what my mom did (laughs) like this is what my mom did my mom goes home 
and she brings out all of the now back to her house right okay. she travels back to Houston from Georgetown she brings out all of the albums all of the pictures that are in all these notebooks and shoe boxes and all these things she digs out every birthday party from the time I was one to the time I was 18 she has proof. proof she has she proof. had pictures <laughs> and y'all my mom made cakes my mom made birthday cakes and wedding cakes. Did you have a Barbie cake? No, I didn't do oh, Barbies. Okay. Okay. I didn't do Barbies. Um, girl, I was a tomboy. I did not do Barbies. <laughs> um, but my mom dug out all these pictures, and so she sent me an email. Carrie, birthday number one, Hobby Holly. Birthday number two, and Lion or something. Birthday number three. She listed them all wow. out. And I just, that is my mom. She always goes above and beyond. And, of course, after we talked about the 16th birthday party, I started to remember things. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. I, I do remember. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, yeah. I remember this. I remember that. Um, but that's my mom. She just went above and beyond. She was always the last person to go to bed. And she was always up when we got up. Um, she's just precious. And she did this uh, cake baking thing on the side. And this is what I love. She she would make people's wedding cakes, y'all. These elaborate, beautiful, stunning four tiers with, wow. you know, columns in the middle and a fountain. And I, I, she was unbelievable. And I 100% know she did not charge enough for those wedding cakes. Yeah. <laughs> she would make people's birthday cakes. And um, she would keep her money in a – y'all remember when Saltine's Crackers used to come yes, in, in the, a tin? In a tin can. I have one of those tins. <laughs> My mom would put her money in that tin can and put it in the pantry like it was just, crackers. you know, crackers. And yeah. she'd kind of put it in the back. And that she called that her fun money. Okay. And so if she wanted to buy herself something or – I, a lot of times she spent it on us kids. I know that for a fact. Yeah. But she just, she was so good at this. And on days that she was baking cakes, our friends, all of our friends, I mean, they loved Vera's cakes. And so she would invite them. When you make a cake, you have to cut off the top to make it even. You just yeah. slice very thin layers mm -hmm. off the top mm -hmm. to make the, that cake even so you mm -hmm. can ice it and stack it and all of that. And she would invite our friends over for warm cake tops and coffee. Awesome. <laughs> they still talk about warm cake tops oh. and coffee. Yeah, but my mom is amazing, and I love her very much, and she's just been, she's just a huge blessing to us, um, and I mean, my friends love her. I think this generation, they are constantly going, doing, industrious, hardworking, yeah. always busy, and it makes me feel like, what Nick, did Nick say, fat and lazy, because I'm thinking, yeah. how much time do I spend thinking, I just, I'm going to relax and watch a movie, I'm going to relax and watch this podcast, I'm just going to sit here and do X that has mm -hmm. nothing to do with being productive. And, and I just think I look at yeah. these amazing women and think, Kath, you could be doing so much more mm -hmm. than you're doing right now with your time. You talk about that. I, 
I cannot ever remember my mother sitting in front of a television. Never. I mean, she was always busy. Yeah. Well, if mom was, if my mom was sitting in front of the TV, she was crocheting or knitting. She was always, she always had something in her lap. Yeah. She was never just sitting there. I mean, even now at 82, my mom makes makes quilts. She makes all of our pajamas for Christmas, you know, matching pajamas for Aww. all eight children in their families. And, and oh, my. I mean, so does she start in January? She does. And so as soon as all the Christmas sales go on, she'll ask all of us, do you want cotton or do you want, um, what is that called? A flannel? Fleece. Polar fleece. Yeah. No. yeah. Flannel or polar fleece. Which mm. does each family want? And then she picks out a pattern for each family. And then they'll generally get matching shirts for all of us. So each of us will have, each family will have different bottoms. And then all of us will have the same top. And, I mean, I don't know. How on earth does she get all of that done? I have no idea. That That is amazing. That is amazing. You know, something else about my mom is she's super thoughtful. Like She, she is very thoughtful. She's an encourager. Oh, she's such an encourager. And um, we have a set of friends in Georgetown. Um, they used to live right across the street from us for many years, over 10 years. And now they live just down the street with, from us. We've, we've, you know, moved. And so they live just down the street from us. These friends, they are planning a trip this summer just to go see my mom. <gasps> I mean... <laughs> they, they love my mom. And when my dad was alive, they obviously loved my dad. But that's my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just love her. And um, she's she's just a, a special, special lady. And, you know, I think our moms have passed on those attributes to us, ladies. It, you guys are hard workers. You're industrious. You have... I can't sew a lick. <laughs> I think some of these attributes may be laying dormant. <laughs> well, you, you're talking about the matching pajamas. I, I was just chuckling over here because the matchy-matchy thing is the way my um, nieces and nephews called it. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, my grandmother, her mother, would go buy a bolt of fabric, and all of us cousins would get a dress or a shirt in that fabric. Nice. And I know that was just because... That's the way you bought fabric there. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and so my mom was doing the same thing, but she at least would individualize the patterns. Yeah. And the kid, the, the grandkids would put them on and wear them for the pictures and then just go, can we change <laughs> Because they hated the matchy-matchy stuff. And But they still, you know, once we've got FBI agents and engineers and and. CFOs in the family, and they still talk about the matchy-matchy ma- clothes. Yeah, My mom made our clothes as well, and I specifically remember Easter dresses that my mom made, and there's two that we saved, and my daughter ended up wearing those. I wore, you know, of course, I wore them, and then my daughter wore them, and there was one dress. Man, she loved that dress, and she wore it all the time when she was little. Um, but those are just really special memories. I remember my mom made my brother this blue suit with this butterfly collar. Ooh, he was cute. He was, I don't know, probably seven or eight or something. Um, but what special, special memories we have with our mother. You know, and I love what Marlene shared on last week's program. You know, she said that her mom 
is waiting in heaven. Her mom's in heaven. Yeah. But when she and her brothers get together, they share all of these things about their mom that make them laugh. All these special, wonderful things. And it makes her feel, it makes it feel like she is there. They enjoy their mom by remembering mm-hmm. all of these things. And, 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 and I do believe she is there. And, and yes. Yeah, we do that all yeah. the time. And so I think, you know, even this this Mother's Day, if our moms aren't with us, remembering those special things that um, really made us who we are today, that those moms brought into our lives. And um, I don't know, I think it's fun to count that blessing um, of your mom while she's with us, while she's with you, friends, and and uh, just letting her know how much you appreciate her and speaking blessing uh, to your mom while you do have her still there in your life. And, you know, maybe if you're estranged from your mom or there's a, just a, a heart issue there, praying that the Lord would just bring healing to that relationship uh, while there's still time. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Friends, we have one more segment of Love Talk. This, wow, that went by so quickly. Of course, we could talk forever about our mothers. But when we return to Love Talk, finding Jesus in our everyday mom edition. And this is our second week. Um, of course, last week we did our first um, edition of Mother's Day. And then here we are this week. So we have one more segment to share with you some more amazing things. And we hope that you'll join us right here on Love Talk. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. I'm Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with the amazing coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And we are talking about finding Jesus in our everyday mom edition. Happy Mother's Day to all of you beautiful moms out there. We've been talking about our moms and sharing stories these first two segments. And, friends, we have about 12 minutes to wrap up. And, you know, in this break, while we've been listening to our amazing sponsors that have kept Love Talk on the air for over 38 years, years we just thought you know there have been hard times there it's every day has not been this perfect idyllic childhood yes we love our moms and they are incredible amazing women and we honor them and we bless them but boy there have been some really difficult times when our moms have struggled our moms haven't been there for us our moms have been uh, going through difficulty and maybe we've been the ones to encourage and and lift them up and i want to say there are moms out there we understand you are just doing the best that you can and um i just want to speak a word of encouragement to you there were times when my mom just did the best that she could we went through a period of of homelessness we did not have a place 
place to live. And mom said, baby, we either sleep in the car tonight or I find a friend's whose house we can spend the night at. And so um, we were able to go and, and just bunk up with some friends of hers. And um, and until kind of things got, got worked out and we were able to live in, in this very small apartment in Albuquerque, New Mexico, apartment K4 on Montgomery Street. Mm-hmm. Um, very poor, didn't have um, food in the pantry, didn't have food in the fridge. And, you know, there were times when we just thought we have nothing to eat. And what my mom would do, we would pray. And sure enough, a bag of groceries would show up on our doorstep um, or something would get delivered or friends would give her a call and ask her out or deliver a meal. Something always came through. And I remember we didn't have money to wash our clothes. And when mom finally had enough money, uh, she would just give me a stack of quarters that I could go down and wash as many clothes as I could. I didn't actually realize you were supposed to wash the sheets on your bed because when they were dirty, we would just get the broom and broom them off. You know, they got... And, uh, because why would you waste money washing sheets when you needed to wash your clothes? And so, you know, mom did the best that she could. And one of the things that she taught me invaluable was you pray. When the times are hard and there's something you need, you pray. When the times are great and you have more than you need, you pray and you praise. And um, I just, I love it that mom's we don't expect us to be perfect, mm-hmm. but um, we just want to bless them this Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I I tell my kids a lot, look, guys, I'm doing the best I can. I've not navigated some of these things ever, and I've never had a 19-year-old and an 18-year-old before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm doing and whatever they, age they were, yeah. right? I, your dad and I, we really are. We're doing the best that we can. We're trying to navigate through whatever this is with the information we're given and by praying through it. But I can guarantee you we're not going to get it all right. Yeah, (laughs) that is for sure. But my mom um, is a praying mom. And, you know, I think Philippians 4, 6 um, really sums it up for her. Rejoice in the Lord, Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Um, and that's that's my mom. Now, Marlene, um, kind of to piggyback on this, and, you know, as moms, we don't always get it right. And, you know, there's we're doing the best that we can. Your Your mom, I mean, you lost your dad in a tragic car accident, your biological father. And her mom was not working outside the home. And she had three kids. I mean, that is that that is so hard. It was hard. And it was shocking to her because she felt very inadequate. I mean, my dad did everything financially, so yeah. she had never even balanced a checkbook. And um, so it was scary. Plus, we were immediately in a lawsuit because he was buying a business that day and there was money that had already exchanged hands and and so all of those legal matters had to be settled but on top of all of that in within that year um we lost our our grandparents were very close to us on both sides and we lost both her parents and both my dad's parents. My oh, my uh, dad's father actually didn't uh, pass for a couple of years, but he had a massive stroke. He'd lost his wife and his son within a matter of four months, and uh, it was mm. it was very very difficult for him. So literally, our whole world collapsed, mm-hmm. and 
it was hard on all of us, and we all dealt in it in different ways. And for for a year or so, she pretty much withdrew because she was working all the time. She was working, mm-hmm. as I said, as a in a job she hated. And you went uh, from like a Norman Rockwell picturesque life to a rocky, unknown, unexpected life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so my first couple of years of of high school, I felt very alone and almost abandoned. Mm-hmm. And and yet at the same time, I knew my mother loved me. You know, yeah. Proverbs thirty one says that. Um. She perceives that her merchandise is good. There is never a time that I didn't think my mother loved me. Mm-hmm. There were times when I felt alone in my own stuff, but um, maybe that was a good thing too, uh, mm-hmm. because it kept me searching. Uh, but it was um, I can't I can't think of a way that my parent, my mother, especially couldn't have loved her kids more or supported her Mm -hmm. kids more. And I think that if I were saying anything to anybody who's going through some of these difficulties, because the Christian life isn't a bed of roses, whether you're you're living with the Lord or you're not, but life is just hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, speak blessing to your children. Let them know they're loved. And that covers all the bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that some of us have not had uh, fantastic moms and we have felt alone and abandoned. And I love that the Lord tells us you are not alone and you are not abandoned. I'm always with you. And Pastor David Jeremiah said this one time, um, the day that you don't believe that God is with you, is the day that you don't believe God. And so I know that we don't have to put the burden on our moms for them to make our childhoods good, for them Mm -hmm. to love us rightly. That we can place directly on God. He loves us. He never abandons us. He is with us. um, And he has the best plans for us. You know, I, I was listening to a comedian the other day, but and what he said definitely applies here. Um, he was, of course, making a joke, and I don't have his personality, but he was like, come on, just forgive your parents, you know? <laughs> just forgive your parents. He was just talking about doing crazy things and just being angry all the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's so true, right? I mean, most of us... Um, I, I shouldn't say most of us. Obviously, there's some horrible things that happen to people at many stages in their lives. Um, but, Kathy, I love what you said before. Like, your mom always tells her um, clients, those that she's counseling, like, you are you don't have to be a victim. Mm-hmm. You can be victorious. Mm-hmm. So um, even if you do have a parent that you need to forgive, you can still do that, and you don't have to be a victim any longer. Um, so, yeah, my mom always believed in me too, Marlene, mm-hmm. and she still does. Like, I remember before a basketball game one time, I was giving a little pregame speech, and I was talking about how we want our parents to be proud of us, mm-hmm. no matter how old we get. You know, it's so we want them to be proud. I I see this thing. It says you want to be the good person that your dog believes you are. And (laughs) I think, no, you want to. For me, I just want to be the person that my mom believes I am. You know, I mean, she 
always is uh, just affirming me and encouraging mm-hmm. me. And, and I always tell her, yeah, but you have to say that because you're my mom. And she's like, no, listen to me. I am telling you this as an objective bystander. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I have to say my mom was my biggest champion. Yes. You know, yes, mm-hmm. there were a couple of years that were rough. But she was always my biggest champion. I try and remember that with my girls. You know, when they do these things and I think, oh, don't do it that way. Oh, do it this way. I always think encourage them. Encourage them, encourage them, encourage them. And, uh, you know, if they come to you for advice, give them advice, but just encourage them. And, um, you know, any time we tell our kiddos something negative, it takes 10 positive things to outweigh that one negative thing. And so just encourage and love on those kiddos. Absolutely. Because before you'll know it, you'll be an empty nester like us, (laughs) Kathy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, friends. We just want to thank you so much for joining us on Love Talk today um, as we have honored our moms and... Last week, as we talked about hard things that people might be walking through leading up to Mother's Day, we encourage you to go back to the archives and at Love Talk Network or on the podcast at Love Talk, just all one word, Love Talk, and download that program um, because we're we're so blessed. And you know what? Even if you didn't have a great mom, you know what you do have? You have a perfect father. And his name is Jesus. And he wants you to be in his kingdom. And he wants you to feel the love that is so amazing because he is with us every day. He lived a life that we could never live. And he died a death for us, for us and for our sins. And friends, we pray that you would know him. We pray that you would find a church. Find a church tonight, this afternoon, that you can attend tomorrow, um, where you can go and be in community with others who are looking to Jesus for the answers. And if you'd like to contact us, friends, you can email us at letstalk at lovetalk.com. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions about how to get to know Jesus, we'd love to help you with that. Letstalk at lovetalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Friends, we love you so much. For my beautiful co-hosts, Kathy Inbrock and Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.